there my daughter's father has said multiple times and he's told other people this too that he has woken up and cannot find me he will kid around about that but that's still even when he kids around about it I, it freaks me out because it really happened there was one time where I woke up and it was the winter time and I didn't feel right. I felt like I had been hit by a Mack truck. I wasn't sick. I had done nothing the day before. And we're going about our day and we noticed that my left footprint is in the snow. Bare footprint is walking right across the, the front yard. There's one footprint another 15 feet, another one, another 15 feet, another one, and then it's gone. And it's my bare left footprint. And I remember when he's like, Carol, look at this. I'm like, okay, how the hell am I gonna jump that 15 feet with my foot and there's nothing around? It was pure, perfect snow and it just snowed the day before. Oh, it's, it's hard because it's fascinating but it's also stressful because it's happening and I have n I can't figure out what is happening. I have an idea that I'm being taken by aliens. It's crazy. But why the hell is my left foot going across? Like, what, what did I look like? What was I doing? You know, it's, it drives me nuts. It's like if you have a puzzle on a table and it's finished. It's almost like I have these two other pieces or three other pieces that like match the puzzle, but there's no more room. They don't fit. It's just like that. My first memory is being in the crib and there was a tall being and then two shorter ones on either side and they were just standing at the end, they didn't. I don't remember them doing anything because the memory was so short. But I remember it terrifying me so bad that I can still, when I think about it, I can still feel the pain in the arch of my foot from like kicking the wood so hard to get my grandmother's attention. Yeah, like I can still feel it, like like screaming and kicking as hard as I can. Yeah, I've always always had it clear as day in my head. My mom and my daughter's father, uh, his name is Ronnie, we're not together, but he's very supportive about this. And so Ronnie and my mother know about my first memory. So here we are, we're sitting at an event one time, and this guy, oh, I always get his name wrong, Bill Kunklowski, something like that. He is talking about his first memory, and he opens a book, and the slideshow shows <laughs> these three beings, one tall one and two short ones, at the end of his bed. And my mom and Ronnie just turned to me and they're like, holy shit. And I am numb. I'm like, someone else has that memory too. I've been saying that for over 15 years at that point, so I could have been vouched by a lot of people. It is not something that I just made up in that morning. So seeing another experiencer, or abductee, whatever you want to call them, with the same first memory, was really, really validating. Really validating. Well, it had to been validating for you personally, but also in regards to some of your closest relationships, right? Right there at that moment. Yeah. To have your, you know, your, your daughter's father yep. and your mother mm -hmm. to be like, 
Holy shit. Yeah. There's some weight to this. Yeah. yeah. How was that, you know, sort of, did, did that moment transcend your relationship with your, with your mother at that point in any way? Yeah, I mean, my relationship with them, well, especially my mom, it's always been strong, but there was something, more, it like sealed something right there for me between us. I can't explain it. it. I know she's always believed me, but there was something right then that I was just kind of like, see, and she's like, yes, without saying it. Yep. I'm Jim Perry, and you are listening to You've Met, a show about the unknown and our relationship to it. On this edition, an experiencer, alien and unknown, Carol Cleveland, next on You've Met. So Carol and I are on the snarled brush and beauty of a forest near her parents' main home. This time of year, it's nothing but dead leaves. Branches break under our feet like old bones. It's getting late and we're making our way to a clearing to catch some stars. Carol, a seasoned paranormal investigator on the acclaimed web series Haunt Me, is not one to be scared of the dark. In fact, she shares with me stories of how she has made peace with the unknown as an extraterrestrial experiencer. But to be at the same location where so much has happened to her is jarring. We break into a clearing and catch some of the day's last light and the night sky's first glimmer of constellations. Let's change our scenery here. There's a lot of animal stuff going on here, huh? Yeah, yeah, we love animals. Me and my mom actually do a rehabilitation for wildlife. We volunteer sometimes at... um, a place oh, really? like about 45 minutes away from here yeah oh that's awesome yeah so this is it this is where kind of grew up with my parents yeah is this your childhood home or well i grew up let's see probably from 14 or 15 on here yeah. i spent a lot of time with my grandmother when i was little mm. the days that my grandmothers were very very special but then like my family home would probably be here because this is where we settled Yep. Oh God, it's wet. I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the redneck area. That's all good. It's very similar to where I live. Right oh, now, so. cool. Yeah, it feels like home. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is cool. So what? You know, you're you're still having these experiences. Yeah. Um, what, what was what was your last one that you can remember? So, is this off axis, like off limits, or can we no. like step? No. Oh hell no, we can go in here. Step into this. So, um, I've noticed that in my life it comes in pockets. There will be a bunch of times where I feel like I've had experiences like three times in a month, and then nothing for six months, and it's been like that my whole life. It was a lot when I was younger, when I was really little. It was all the time. I, there's a theory that they don't put kids in a trance because they like befriend the children. And I feel like that's why maybe I can remember them more as a child because they were like 
hey, you know, come play with our toys on the share, whatever they did. And I feel like kids will go along. But as you start to get into an adult, whatever they do, you start to you start to fight back or something. That's kind of my theory, um, because I just don't understand why you remember them so much as a kid. This I can remember clear as day, and it's so weird to remember clear as day. It was middle of the day. Um, my great-grandmother came over and was babysitting me. And these two people opened the door. They were extremely pale, like so pale they were almost like a transparent gray, if that makes sense. And they both had jet black hair. It was so slick and jet black and so perfectly slicked back that I remember thinking it was rubber. And they looked the same, but I still remember a sense of one was a female and one was a male. I don't know how, but I just got that sense. And one of them said, should we take her? And the next thing I remember I'm straddling my great-grandmother and she's consoling me in a chair. Like, if these were people, why don't I remember the break-in? If these were people going to abduct me, why don't I remember them trying? And then my great-grandmother saying, get the fuck out of here, you know? Why don't I remember a normal situation? They didn't look normal. After they said, should we take her, I don't remember anything after that except being on my great-grandmother's lap. And. When she was consoling me, I felt that she was worked up as well. You know what I mean? Like I felt that her body was tense and worked up and she was trying to get me to calm down with her. I can still feel that. So that one is still clear as day all these years later. I was probably five or six. Yep. Um, I've also believed that it's not just me having experiences. I believe my mom and my grandmother and my great-grandmother, which kind of makes me think of the genetic thing. Everyone says I'm a badass, but my kryptonite is obviously my daughter. I mean, I cry when she grows out of her shoes. So for this to happen, it, it floors me. I went in one night and she must've been two or three years old and um, she's not in the crib the markings of like where she was probably laying curled up was there you can see where she was curled up and i remember thinking oh it's all right she'll be back soon like it was nothing and going to bed and then i wake up and i remember my last thought of oh she'll be back and, and now I'm, I'm in a fucking panic i'm like oh my god and i run into her room and she's sleeping and everything's fine and I am I'm ecstatic that she's fine but I'm also like what happened and how the hell was I okay with that I was so upset with myself that I saw her gone and I was in such a trance or whatever it was that I was okay with it I'll never forget that feeling I'm, I was so upset with myself being that you are a badass that must be so fucking frustrating. I, I, I don't think enough time will ever go by where I'll not stop thinking about that. I always think about it. 
Every time I think about how she's most likely having experiences, I go right back to that moment. I'm like, God damn, that moment when I saw her gone, like... <sighs> but... I guess I'm curious, like... Where do you see this going? With your relationship with this? Um... I feel like if... <laughs> I feel like if it was happening to my family... Then, and it's happening to my daughter, then even if it stopped with me today, I feel like it would still be a lifelong thing for my daughter, at least until she's this age. I feel like they're going to keep going through generations. So my deal is to never lose sight of it. I'm not going to just someday be like, well, I guess I was an abductee in my lifetime. I'm old now. I'm just going to forget about it. I'll never forget about it. I'll always keep an eye open for anything happening to me or my daughter. And I'll just like, I'm always open for rational theories next things get physical after this well I ended up having a miscarriage probably a year or two after I had my daughter and obviously I'm bleeding so I had to go to the hospital and they're doing an ultrasound and they do three ultrasounds I don't know if that's protocol or if it's because of what they saw but the lady says when did you have surgery on your ovary I've never well at the time I had surgery twice in the last year on my head but before that I have never had surgery ever and I told her that I was like I've never had surgery before and she's like and she showed us a perfect incision on my ovary perfect incision she's like that's a surgical scar she was almost irritated with me like I forgot about a surgery and I was like I've never had a surgery lady so I have like are they taking my eggs are they taking do I have a child out there because there are so many theories you know you like fall down the rabbit hole but how does that make you feel it's very complicated one I mean I was very upset about the miscarriage but then I, uh, this sounds horrible, but I almost, it took me right out of being upset. It, it was a small feeling of, why am I so special? So I, my mind was spinning, honestly. I was like, wow. Th and thank God that this is documented and there are people in the room. Just, because I was fighting it. I'm like, lady, trust me, I've never had surgery. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine how I'd react to a medical professional telling me that. Oh my god, like, there's a whole new can of worms. Yeah. So at this point, you believe that that there was some sort of intervention? That yep. there was some sort of surgical procedure that happened? Yep. Do you feel like that's been going on in other ways? Yes, because you know? I've woken up with really weird bruises. Uh, like, I... A lot of people are like, well, I have bruises on my inner thigh. Well, some people also sleep like that, and that can cause that. And I've always made sure that, was or was I sleeping with my hand like this? Does this match my hand? Or, But no, the ones that I've gotten are so, so weird. They're like up under my armpit, in the back, or like down by my ankle, or something weird. And really weird, like scars, things that have already healed over, it looked like. 
like the typical scoop mark, you know what I mean? I've had weird stuff like that. It looks like, like when you take a scoop, like if you have an ice cream scoop and the ice cream is not been scooped into yet and you just scoop right across, it's a little deeper than a regular cut and it's already healed over. It's really, it's really weird. And I have this thing on my finger that moves with a magnet. Can you see it? Touch it. There have been a couple doctors who are like, well, we get that out for you? I'm like, no, no, no. But someone was once like, put a magnet on it. And I did, and it pulled, and I was like, oh, God, no, 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 no. Nope. I'm like, that's a shard of metal that got stuck in there when I was little. I don't know what it is, but actually I know a girl named Shauna. She has one in her foot and it could be anything. It could be a pebble, a pebble, but there's something about it. It's almost exactly like the thing in my finger. I'm almost 32 years old and I'm still having things happen that I'm like, oh my God, that, that's crazy. I can't believe it. There's this one memory I have, and which is odd that I woke up with a bloody nose. I've never had a bloody nose. I had a memory of being in this chair. It looked like a dentist chair and every, it, the chair like matched the room. Like it was a part of the room, if that makes sense. And I remember being leaned back and they, this is so terrible and I'm sorry, I can still feel it right here, but they pulled what looked like a rubbery extension cord out of my nose and it was bloody. I don't know if it was like an artery or something. It was gross and it horrified me and I remember the fear and right as I felt like the peak of the fear a being said in my head, this is why you don't remember. And, and then the next thing I remember is waking up, blood everywhere, blood, 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 blood coming out of my mouth, like blood coming out of my mouth, blood coming out of my nose. And just, that was horrifying and I can still see it, but I also was like, whoa, maybe we don't remember because we can't wrap our minds around, like maybe it's for our safety still irritating i still need the answers i want to know what's going on but i'm like do they have are they doing it on purpose because they don't want us terrified oh my i could burst at the seams with what has happened but i'm not I, I hate talking about myself. That's why I have a hard time with interviews. I hate talking about myself. I hate... Well, it's highly personal. Yeah. And to let strangers in. Yeah. I think yeah. it's like really challenging for something like this. Yeah. And even folks that are experiencing themselves, you know, there's still... I feel this all the time. Like, there's things that I'll experience where I'm like completely ashamed to talk about. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know what other people are going to think exactly and that's kind of what I'm faced with like 
literally it, it sucks when you when you're talking to someone you think is open-minded and then how do you say like oh well i think i'm taken by aliens and then they're like well that's the line that i don't talk about it's like oh well okay and now you're judging me and telling all your friends yeah. <laughs> so yeah i get that a lot yeah. well actually not so much anymore but i used to i think people are more open to it i i'm starting to think the people that don't believe in it they're nuts like how can you something is happening they're very credible people and something's happening to them and i bet i bet i've always thought there are be there are people being abducted and they have no clue i have a couple friends on the fire department and they're also paramedics and there was one night where I was doing the dishes and um, completely awake. Next thing I know, I'm sitting at the table. I looked at the time. It was just 11. It's now 2. I, I, I just knew. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to bed. I'll call my mom in the morning and I'll talk about how weird this is in the morning. I, I finally get up. I go to text my mom. I have a text message from my buddy Richard. He says uh, that our friend Teresa, she's um, an older woman, very respectable woman. She's been in the fire department and paramedic for uh, probably 15, 20 years. Um, she said that they had a call in the middle of the night and that her and another paramedic, when they were transporting this person to the hospital, they drove by my house and saw a UFO taking off both the paramedics saw it like they saw it taking off she said she saw her and this newbie saw like this triangular object with really weird lights taken off from the neighborhood i couldn't believe it i was like oh my god oh my god i'm so thankful though because i would just sound like a nut like forget like anyone who doesn't believe you or like skeptics or anything else but like for yourself yeah it must be like really like frightening but also liberating right? exactly that's it's such a conflicting feeling because i'm like so excited that someone validated me and then i'm like okay but then there was that ufo that just like this just happened i have to address that how i can't so i guess i'll just go on with my day it's such a weird thing to live in terms of the abductee community are there uh, meetings you go to or a group that you're a part of? Well, not anymore, but there used to be a Starborn support group. Um, there still might be some in other states going on, but uh, the one in Portland's kind of taken a backseat. I used to go to that, and it was really neat because there was a bunch of people that would come in and kind of test the waters. But other than that, I don't have any groups. I just, what I've realized with a bunch of people in ufology, and especially the people I've been lucky to get close to. When I tell them these stories, they're just like, yeah, and? I mean, not like disrespectful. They're just like, this is totally normal. Like, we totally get what you're saying. Totally get you. We totally believe you. And yeah, we're all experiencers, but there's something that makes you feel like you're also with soul family. Thank you for listening to this edition of Euphemet. For more of Carol and the award-winning web series Haunt Me, find them at haunt-me.com.
Euphemet is edited by Jenny Asarno and hosted by Jim Perry. The companion short film for this episode will be released as a part of a very special series in the coming months. For everything Euphemet, including how you can subscribe to the show, links to our Patreon and social media, visit euphemet.com. At the conclusion of this podcast, stay tuned for a very special message from a podcast partner. This has been Euphemet. I'm Jim Perry, and until next time, keep looking up. <laughs>